Hello and welcome to the CDO Magazine interview series. I am Lana Fan with Human AI. Welcome, Suresh. Thank you, thank you, thank you for having me. Great. Um, we're going to be talking about generative AI today. So I thought maybe we'll um start with background. I think it's really interesting and is pertinent to our conversation today. Sure. Yeah. Happy to do that. Um. So yeah, I'm I'm Suresh Martha. Um, I have been working in the data and analytics AI space for almost 18 years now. Um, I have worked across different industries, starting with uh, finance industry, moving to the sports industry. I, I was actually in South Africa for the FIFA 2010 World Cup, uh, wow. helping out with that. And then started working on the pharma industry from 2015. So it's almost like eight years now. Um, but in each sector, my role has been like data analytics, AI, ML, trying to use the data to find insights for the organization um, so that they can make data-driven decisions. Um, right now, um, I'm with EMD Sarno, um, a pharmaceutical company, um, healthcare business of Merck KGA, Dumpstart Germany. Um, my role uh, is like the head of data-driven innovation and analytics. Um, again, same responsibility, trying to understand our data, trying to generate insights for the business. Thank you very much for a great introduction. So before we jump to the generative AI and AI questions, I'd love to kind of get your experience, right? Working for in the tech industry on data analytics now in pharma, particularly global pharma for eight years. Like, what do you think the, the really great things about it and what is unique and what is kind of um, we need to learn from tech? Yeah, I mean, tech industry is more focused on like bringing new tools and technology to the to the market, right? Um, whereas pharma industry is more focused on bringing therapies to the to the patients, right? The motive or the most or, or the reason for the, both the industry has entirely different. Um, but the but when it comes to data and analytics, the tools and technology that's used behind the scene are still the same, right? Um, the, the data that is used is different, but the technology or tools are, are the same. I think on the on the tech side also, the, the thing I notice is like, depending upon where you are, the less of a privacy concern compared to the amount of privacy concern you see in the pharmaceutical industry because of rules and regulation, HIPAA compliance and other stuff. Thank you so much, so much for that um, for that overview. So um, we're going to kind of jump into AI and generative AI, right? And how does it impact the uh, pharmaceutical industry? I think it's um, <laughs> you'll be hiding under a rock <laughs> if you haven't heard of ChatGPT or large language models, right? Generative AI, right? I yeah. mean, I'd love to get your take. Is like how AI, in particular, generative AI, right? Because it's really kind of a a transformative um, change in terms of capabilities from AI perspective? And how do you see it will accelerate the development of new medicine? And if so, how? Yeah, that, that's a good good point or a good question that you asked, um, especially like um, AI or generative AI promises like substantial benefit um, in the pharma industry. Uh, like you said, from, from drug development to providing like personalized medical treatment. Um, when it comes to drug development right now, to bring a new drug to the market, it takes almost more than a decade. Um, so with AI or generative AI, it promises to reduce that turnaround time, um, like analyzing massive data set, identifying potential drug candidates, 
on and also predicting their effectiveness. Um, that's where it's it's promising to reduce the turnaround time as well as it will help out, especially generative AI, um, which has capability to process large amount of data set. Um, there have been companies who are actually working to identify any new molecular structure that can be used for drug delivery. That's great. Yes. If you look at the, the entire value chain, right, from discovery right. all the way to post-market even, yeah, yeah, a lot of opportunities there. Yeah, right. And then the other thing I want to also highlight, two other things I want to highlight is um, on the clinical trial side also, uh, I see opportunity where it can help out in recruiting patients by just going through their genetic profile or medical history. So that's one thing uh, definitely seems promising. The other thing which are right now has been started getting used is like AI powered chatbots uh, for normal customer services or just answering basic questions, uh, whether it's a patient that has those basic questions or within the organization also uh, companies are developing those chatbots so that people are not searching for information, rather just asking that question and getting the information in their fingertip. Yeah, internally, also both on the uh, patient side, right? Right, 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 right. That's great. That's great. So, um, you know, because um, we are in this space, right? We're familiar with a lot of the company at the higher level that um, are kind of looking and experimenting, looking at use cases where it can add value. But then right. on the employee side, I have to admit, there is fear, right? Is AI going to replace my job, right? So what is your take on that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, that's definitely a concern every employee has. Um, one of those is also because of the lack of awareness about what AI can do, right? Um, I strongly believe that this can, I mean, this is going to assist each employee, right? It will okay. increase efficiency or productivity in various industry reduce turnaround time um, as well as um, I feel like it will free up time by doing or automating some of the repetitive tasks uh, and allowing those employees to do something which is critical for the organization. Um, I don't feel like it's going to replace employee, but I feel like it's definitely going to, going to be a tool that is designed to assist and augment human capabilities. I totally agree. The uh, sort of uh, the co-pilot concept, right? Exactly. So, um, <laughs> like when we say AI, AI won't replace you, but your colleagues who use AI will will get ahead, right? <laughs> I, I'm glad that you brought that term. Like right now, most of the company, all their last language model is actually using that term called co-pilot. Uh, I don't know if you heard the recent announcement, Microsoft came up with their last language model, which is termed as <laughs> so yeah. it's a nice term to ease out some of those concerns, right? Um, it's essentially it's an assistant for you. Yeah, yeah. So um, I want to ask an extension of this question, right? So as a CDO or head of innovation or data science, right? How do you see the company kind of help employees kind of upskill, right? Because change management, you know, I came from pharma, from Novartis, right? Change management is always difficult. Right. And then now right. you're saying, you know, not on top of change in management, we want to upskill you. So how do you see this? That's a good question. So there are two aspects to it, right? One is like there are employees who are always eager to learn, right? New stuff and be on always on the cutting edge. 
um and their employees who are just want to stay where they are right so there there are two challenges there right so for the employees who are eager to learn it's easy easy thing to um provide them trainings there are internal trainings we have also like linkedin learnings um and also quarterly or yearly trainings that they can sign up for um so that that's easy whereas the other side of the um, equation is like sometimes you have to educate them on the benefit of upskilling right um so you have to put some extra effort as a cdo or or, or as a manager to bring that awareness to the employees saying that why you should take this leap and why you should upskill yourself showing those benefits sometimes helps great great so i'm going to change topic just a little bit right looking at innovation at a higher level right um as a tech leader in a big pharma how do you kind of stay informed of the rapid innovation yeah i mean mostly what i do is like try to attend conferences try to read articles uh published by other cdos um try to join round table conferences as well just talking on different topics learning from others what they are doing uh because it's a, it's a evolving space uh we didn't have anything like two years uh before right now it's like a hot topic in the market right um so every cdo i would definitely urge like should be attending conferences should be um uh, talking to other cdos try to learn or be a part of the community right um so like i am part of cdo magazine same way i'm i'm also part of other other communities data analytics community within boston uh where try to go to those uh meetings or round tables or gatherings uh that's the best way you learn from each other well thank you so much i mean this is such a <laughs> great topic right ai and generative ai and it is really thank you so much for a great discussion lots of insight really appreciate you joining us on today's rush please visit cdomagazine.tech for additional interviews thank you so much Yeah thank you for having me it was a pleasure talking to you and sharing my experience